now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir? I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew for Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. All right, so since last week's broadcast, uh, I did a little fly-in commercial, and I'm still working on the private pilot thing, so I still have to, uh, I, you know, I got to suffer with the rest of the world. And, uh, you know, it was a short little jump from Orlando to Cincinnati, and uh, it went very smoothly. And I will say, you know, I, I don't know, maybe it was it was the first time I've been in both airports where they weren't jam-packed with people. It was probably just the time of day I was flying out and back, and that was fine. I went and did the Delta Sky Club thing, and uh, in Orlando, the Sky Club wasn't jammed up. And matter of fact, they had ice cream. I'm like, whoa, wait, are they are they trying to make the Sky Clubs just look a little bit more upscale and offer a little bit more, you know, uh, cooler offerings? Uh, ice cream, pretty cool, actually. And I'd, I'd never seen that before. Had you, uh, Dennis? What do you think? I haven't, I don't know if I've seen ice cream, but uh, when I was uh, back in Minneapolis here a couple of weeks ago, I did check out the brand new Sky Club at MSP. Yeah. And they had really fancy desserts. I mean, they had, you know, apple crisp and pumpkin pie bars or all Right. You know, it was really high end, served in, you know, fancy ramekins. And so, I mean, they, maybe they are trying to upscale and. I mean, honestly, if they're going to try to treat it like the premium product and tell you that we got to cut the number of people, you better make it worthwhile. Well, I was wondering if that was what was going on. And uh, up in or uh, let's see, up in Cincinnati, uh, coming back, I I visited their Sky Club. I had some of the same stuff. Had some kind of pumpkin goo, you know, it was a little bit more upscale. I was like, all right, well, maybe are they upping their game or is this just a chance? you know, encounter that I hit them at a good time. I'll take it regardless because it, uh, you know, it makes things better. But, you know, we're still waiting to hear what the CEO from Delta is going to do with the Sky Club access thing. You know, I, I, I bought some more airline tickets with them and I, I'm crossing my fingers that they're not going to they're not going to screw me and say, OK, you're not going to be able to use the Sky Club. I'm I'm holding out hope that they're going to open it up past this 10-visit uh, limit per year for uh, you know Delta card member holders that have the reserve card. I don't know. I, he said they, they probably jumped the gun on this, and, and they're going to make some adjustments, so we'll see. But I, they're, they're dragging their feet. It's been several weeks now. I'm kind of wondering, uh, what's the holdup? Are they going to do this during, like, is a Christmas present and say, hey, we were just joking. We're not going to do this, or I don't know. Yeah, gonna, maybe they're just waiting for it to blow over and die yeah. down. And then they can announce the, the how the next shoe is going to drop. But, right. I mean, I'm I'm honestly more concerned about the whole frequent flyer thing because that's what I take advantage of. Yeah. Yes, I own my own airplane, but a lot of times it's just not practical from a cost standpoint. You want to go to Minneapolis on a weekend? It's definitely cheaper to go on an airliner. Right. Uh, well, generally, <laughs> generally, yeah. yes. If you hit it <laughs> but, right. Yeah, if uh, if they keep think ticket prices keep going the way they are, yeah, it starts to the math starts to work in my favor if I can take two people with me. 
Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's a crazy mess right now uh, with, with prices, and you really got to shop around, and you have to be a little flexible uh, to get something that seems somewhat reasonable. Now they're still there if you dig, uh, you know, deep enough, and you look around, you can find some pretty good airfare still, even with Delta, even though they're a little trickier, I think. You really have to be careful with them because, man, they they fluctuate wildly on cost. It drives me crazy. I mean, I've I've become like a a travel agent because I'm very, you know, I I just like knowing I'm at least getting an okay deal. I don't like uh, to book an airline ticket and then find out, you know, a few weeks later, like, oh, crap, I should have booked this one. It would have been way cheaper. So I do my homework when I book my... uh, my air travel like that but man it is difficult you really got to jump through a lot of hoops and uh, look at a bunch of different options and then you know and then if you're comparing something like delta to you know frontier spirit allegiant one of the low budget carriers you know they they, they have their place for sure uh but you know you know they don't have as much backup if something goes wrong and you might get stuck and that kind of thing which is uh, you know, a consideration and, and on top of everything else, you get a la carte, and next thing you know, that's where I was just going to go. They're right. going to beat you to death on fees. And then you're I was paying as much with, as you would with with one of the big boys. Yeah, yeah. I was talking with our friend Scott Ashton down at Aerox, and you know, he just they recently acquired a fluid power out of uh, Columbus, Ohio. So he's traveling back and forth to the other operation quite frequently, and you know, he's he's basically not making any friends with Spirit because he just buys the forty dollar ticket. Yeah. And he's got it down to where I can get enough clothes that I need in, a, in an overnight bag that can go under the seat in front of me. I don't pay for anything else. Yeah. Because if you do, instantly that $40 ticket becomes a $400 ticket by the time you throw on. I want early boarding. I want to pick my seat. I want, right. a, you know, I want a carry-on bag. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's ridiculous. I mean, when are they going to start charging for restrooms? Yeah. <laughs> I think just probably the last step. Is he one of those guys that looks like a fisherman? Like he's going on a fly fishing uh, retreat, and he's- I don't know if he's gone quite to that extreme yet with the neck pillow that's got laundry in it. Exactly right. We can ask him next time we get him on the show. Let's we'll say, right. hey, hey, tell you us know, about your uh- and I and I don't blame people for doing that. I really don't. I mean, if you want to go through that hassle, I mean, you know, that's what you have to you know make the decision on your individual level. You know, if that's the way you want to try to work it, but. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, the, it, it is aggravating how they have the price structure set. You know, just when you think you found a route, and then you're like, "Well, if I just did this, the next thing it's a thousand dollars more." What the heck? You know, what's going? Or on? even, you know, my wife and I are looking at trips for the, you know, times for the holidays and stuff like that. And I was looking at the flights, yeah. talking with her. I go to book a flight the next day, and the the flight we wanted went up by thirty bucks. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's really nuts. I mean, with the, I will say, you know, uh, by the way, r- right now is the you're we're kind of in the sweet spot for the holidays. It's almost too late, but there are still some good uh, ticket prices available to fly around Thanksgiving and Christmas if you look, and if you are willing to travel on Thanksgiving Day or Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, uh, really Christmas Day, you can save a crap load of money. If you're willing to do that and adjust that with your schedule. I mean, who wants to fly on those days? Nobody. That's why they're so cheap. But that's the trick. If you're willing to fly on the holiday itself, you can still get some pretty attractive, uh, you know, prices. You know, if you can yeah, adjust we, that. We benefited from that last year. We were in Minnesota over Easter weekend, and we decided to fly back home on Easter Sunday. 
Well, that airplane was almost empty. We right. had uh, first class upgrades, you know, three weeks before our flight. It was that empty. Yeah. Uh, they were advertising, hey, if you want an entire road yourself, come see me up here at the podium. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that is no joke. Uh, flying on the actual holiday is probably one of the little secrets of travel. Yeah, it, it's not really ideal for most people. I mean, I, I don't really like it. But uh, but if you got a situation where it's a last minute travel and you're trying to see family or something like that, that is the way to work hey, around it for sure. Here, here, there is an upside to it, too. Yeah. You have to spend less time with family. Okay. Well, there's that. (laughs) So (laughs) if you plan it right, you make the appearance, but you don't have to spend quite as much time. Right. Well, I'm still waiting. Or you've got in the, hey, sorry, you know, this is a great breakfast, but we got to go. We got to catch the flight to go see the kids or whatever. That's it. Yes. You you can play this many ways for sure, but I'm still waiting for the big Christmas gift from from the Delta CEO to let us know they're not going to ding us as much as uh, they uh, they uh, you know initially announced they were going to. I, I'm hoping. I'm holding out some hope because uh, that that still is a, a big factor for me. And you know, and one of the other perks that we get with our reserve card there, you know, is as we get uh, on the list for upgrades and stuff. I've yet to experience that. Now I have. I didn't fly on Christmas or New Year's like you did. But man, the list for upgrades is like, you know, 30 people long. And if you're not like, you know, one of the million mile carriers or whatever, snowballs, chance in hell of that happening. Let's go, Delta. Come on. Good Lord. Let's go. More coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plane Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to JustPlaneRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. 
Airplane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Not my color or my style. I've always preferred flying a G4. Will she fly? She'll fly. Let's load her up and bring our friends home, shall we? She flies. This is Just Plane Radio. Gregor Copilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis, navigating the latest aviation news and information. All right, so uh, when you can't fly general aviation, you can't fly your own plane, you have to tolerate some of the inconveniences associated with such activity. We've kind of, you know, we, we delved into that quite a bit on the uh, last segment. However, uh, I don't know, this story out of Mexico City was a whole nother level. I mean, I thought we had hit the pinnacle when it came to annoying flights with the uh, the poo plane. <laughs> the lady had the incident where she had to go and couldn't hold it and ended Bob, up. Do we know it was a lady? I, I think I read that it was uh, a Okay. I was just going to give him the benefit of the doubt, just a passenger and just make it more of a mystery. Well, regardless, uh, evidently she marked her territory all the way down the aisle and they had to divert back to i forget where they were flying uh, i think it was out of atlanta wasn't it yeah it was something like atlanta to spain or something they had to divert back but uh what a mess literally that was biohazard we have a biohazard issue uh so that was one thing you know we've had the uh you know we've had fights on a plane and we've had certain movies about snakes on a plane uh there was another story last week about uh some i think it was a flight out of brazil and a kid had uh, some pet rats, or at least one, and it got loose in the airplane, and people were freaking out. And, you know, it was great. The video is awesome. You can find this on YouTube because, uh, you know, people are up on their chairs like, eek, eek, come out, come out, you know, that kind of stuff. And they were freaking out. And it was so funny to watch. But. Yeah, I'd like to know more about that because most airlines don't allow rodents in, uh, you know, as uh, either in carry-on. Well, in not your, on purpose. <laughs> or even in the baggage area. You know, most of the major airlines don't do it. I mean, because I don't know if it has to do with uh, their traveling into foreign countries and things like that. And because of the, you know, we don't want to introduce any invasive things or whatever. Right. but. Well, um, I, I think, think Frontier is the only one that actually allows you to have like a pet rat in, but it has to be in the, you can bring your pet rat with you as like your emotional support animal and it yeah. can be in the cabin, but only a couple other airlines even allow you to have um, rats in the cargo hold. They have to be in hard sided cases because yeah. obviously we don't want rodents getting loose because they, they have a tendency to hide in small places. Well, I don't think this reproduce uh, quickly. I think this kid had basically smuggled his uh, pet rat on the plane or something. Or it could have just happened to be on the plane. It was one of those kind of And now he made problems. it his pet. <laughs> right. You know, but uh the video is pretty funny. But uh but this other story that we get out of Mexico City, right? Or no. Yep. Yeah, Mexico yeah, City. Mexico City. And uh they evidently had a mosquito infestation. On the plane, and that is uh, that's pretty nuts. Now I, I've been on many a plane flying through the Caribbean, and they do this, and I've always kind of scratched my head, like, what is the point of this? Who who is benefiting? Uh, pretty much just the airline, because they're probably poisoning me with some kind of 
crazy chemical when they come down the aisles and they spray for bugs. You know, like fog the airplane while you're in it. (laughs) And it's a little annoying, uh, but, you know, I'm still kicking today. So I guess it was uh, harmless enough. But it does explain a great many things, doesn't it? Yeah, they're they're, uh, spraying us down. And they claim it was to uh, disinfect the plane from bugs or, you know, fog the plane. And I'm like, well, what does it do to us? Oh, don't worry about that. It'll be fine. So they do that. And, I, you know, in in most of the time, it's these third world type Caribbean islands and things like this. Now, I don't know if this is what happened in Mexico City, but I don't know. How did they say the mosquitoes got on on this airplane and created, you know, mosquito plane? Ah! What, What happened, Dennis? Well, it was a flight actually from Guadalajara to Mexico City on Volaris. And apparently Guadalajara had recently had a lot of rain. And uh, so with a ton of standing water, there was a a fresh brood of hungry mosquitoes. And of course, you open up the metal tube and put a bunch of uh, warm bodies in it. And it was just way too attractive for all those mosquitoes that were just out on the ramp and Mm -hmm. right on the edge. And and they swarmed the airplane. And I guess it was... It was uh, like Sharknado, but much smaller, <laughs> but yes. just about as much blood. That's yeah. that's wild, though. I mean, and you know, that's it's kind of scary, honestly, because they, they do <laughs> transmit some nasty things. Uh, exactly, dengue got, fever. You, <laughs> oof! If you've never heard of dengue fever, malaria. I mean, let's just go for the big one right off the top. Well, you know, you know most people are, you know, when they're traveling, they don't you have to get a shot for that if you travel to a place like that. But dengue. Fever can get you, whether you've had the shots or not, I think. Uh, and it's one of those things that I have been lucky enough not to get it, but it is like the worst. I mean, I've seen people that have it, and, and I mean, they they are just tortured. I mean, it is so, it's scary. I'm like, I know I don't want that because they were sick. Not It was like having a flu, a really bad flu, for not just a few days or a week, but for like a couple months. So it is some nasty stuff and and you know it's it's mosquitoes that'll that transmit that thing. And, well, that, and having having been a, a biology major in college and studying that kind of stuff it's like there are so many mosquito transmitted diseases I want nothing to do with. Right. Because but I if mean, you're on a plane reading about them <laughs> you're yeah. trapped. What are you going to do? I mean, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. How did they, uh, people obviously were freaking out, but were they, was it constantly smack, 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 here, I got one, smack. Well, they were cheering as the uh, airline people came through fogging the inside of the airplane with, you know, those, uh, with the sprays, just like they would do normally, you know, as you were describing at the beginning of the right. segment here. So but instead of. Still, it just didn't knock know. them down like immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it took a two-hour delay to get the cockpit to the point where it was manageable that they could actually go fly. Because, of course, you don't want to go and take a whole plane load of uh, potentially infected mosquitoes into Mexico City and spread a problem either. And they're like this. They're like, look, uh, we got a mosquito issue. We got this stuff. We're going to spray it on. Uh, The worst thing can happen. Uh, We'll get the mosquitoes and everybody won't get bit. Uh, you might sprout a third nipple in a few months, but don't worry about that. We got to get the <laughs> mosquitoes. So I don't know. Or, no, or, it makes makes me very glad that we live where we do. I mean, here in, in South, well, I don't know what you've got up in Orlando, but here in Southwest Florida, I mean, we've got mosquito control districts that are part of the county. In right. fact, the air, my air park here 
shares the runway with mosquito control. So I see the DC-3s and, right. and the helicopters going out to spray and do all the things that they do. But more importantly, they're also capturing those mosquitoes and studying to figure out what is coming. You know, do we have any that are infected? And if they do, then they step up the treatment. So, yeah, I feel a little bit more comfortable about getting a mosquito bite here than maybe I would in Guadalajara. Well, that's true. We're just one step uh, removed, though, from the Caribbean. Oh, absolutely. Florida, we we got bugs in Florida. Trust me, we got them. From bugs back to planes, next on Just Plain Radio. Stay close. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Fly jets long enough, something like this happens. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, that is me, along with Captain Dennis. We're your crew, navigating the latest aviation news and information. All right, so uh, I'm coming back from Cincinnati. I got a little downtime there in the Delta Sky Club, and I'm perusing through Facebook. And I, I come across this post, and, uh, you know, from, from a pilot, you know, they, you know, they're watching you. They know you're, you're an aviation guy. And they're like, you know, they throw this stuff in front of you on your feed. And uh, sure enough, this post says, hey, looking for someone to uh, buy into an RV-10. It's like uh, I bought this thing a couple years ago. It's uh, like, I don't know, 75% complete. Need a a partner to help me finish off the rest. Uh, So instead of it taking you two years to build this thing, we could probably get it done with the right partner and you know, a few months and, uh, you've got a brand new plane ready to go and rock and roll. And I, I sent it to Dennis. I'm like, Hey, I've never seen this on like Facebook before. And I was like, I don't know if this is a good deal or not. You didn't really think it was that great a deal, uh, which is understandable because you're like, you know, buy in, then you're a partner with him and someone else. But you know, he was talking about to build a plane. Well, right. Not ready to fly. Yeah. But he was uh, relatively close by. So he did, you know, it was probably just Facebook using their algorithm and it found me. 
And, you know, we have that common, you know, thread of, uh, you know, wanting to have a plane someday. And well, you'd be the perfect partner because you don't fly. Well, okay. you pay half and <laughs> they don't ever have to worry about any scheduling right. conflicts. That's uh-huh. not the point. But how did they, you know, without using Facebook's algorithm like that, which I just thought it was unique that it popped up like that in my timeline. I mean, uh, how do you find a good partner for someone like that? Uh, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, you know, a, a fractional ownership share of an, of an airplane that you want to buy uh, with a friend or two, you know, you got to find that other pilot that's going to use it and benefit from it. And you like them. Or enough to be able to kind of go into, you know, some kind of partnership with them. And I'm thinking, you know, Facebook, you know, that's a unique way to find. It's like anything else. You find people with common, uh, you know, uh, enthusiasm for a subject like aviation. You know, you belong to a group, and I guess you could find them that way. But uh, to me, it's almost like uh, eHarmony or Bench.com, isn't it? Because uh, you really got to know the other person pretty well if you want to want to do this, Dennis. It, well, it's a business relationship at the end of the day. So, yeah, yeah you better get along. It's not just, you know, date casual dating. I mean, you got an equity interest in that airplane, and it's going to cost you. Right. So, yeah, you both got to be solvent because if you buy in half the plane and the other guy stops paying the bills, now you're stuck. Well, it's like so, it's it's really like there's a, due diligence. It's like a marriage. It's a relationship. It's not like a business thing to me. This would be more like a marriage, and the plane is your baby. And uh, <laughs> who's going to pay for this on the you know when the baby needs a new you know set of tires and an annual and all this kind of stuff? And, and but you got to find that right partner. I mean, this is this, to me this is pretty serious stuff. If if you have to go that route, how do you find that right person? I'm I don't know. Does uh, e pilot exist maybe it should i mean we got all these does actually i did a little research during the break and there is actually a website out there called share my aircraft and you you go there and it'll show you where there's airplanes pilots or partnership or uh, like professionals if you you know like you need to want to be able to maybe find a flight instructor that could rent you know to teach with your airplane things like that right so there is some sort of connections but the old way of doing it was always the local FBO, the bulletin board. Mm. You know, you got airplane for sale, half half share of a Mooney M20J, you know, right. click here and contact. And you got to hang where the pilots hang, which would exactly. probably be the air shows, like Sun and Fun and Air Venture would be well, primo Well, the bulletin spots. board there has had, you know, numerous things. My neighbor, uh, the first guy that I ever met in the air park here, actually, that's how he found his house, was a posting on uh, the bulletin board out in the campground by the hangers there at, at Sun and Fun. Really? He saw it. His wife looked at it. He said, you should go look at this. And one thing led to another, and they wound up buying their house. And, you know, about a year or so later, I showed up. I think he regrets that decision well, now. Well, yeah. Property values uh, just uh, went down the toilet after that. But then, uh, what are the odds? It was but hey, I'm happy. to a dentist. <laughs> no, it was fine. Uh, they, they actually went up. I'm sure. You've done quite well. So, uh, yeah, I, I, but I don't know. I mean, uh, that, that would be like old school way of looking at it for sure. But, uh, I wonder, you know, if we need, maybe we should start like e-pilot for the, just this thing. Cause you, and you create a profile, like I got this plane, uh, here's my picture, you know, you give them a nice uh, profile picture and then you create a whole, you know, backdrop of like, okay, I, I do this radio show and, you know, and I, I want a plane. I, I got to get my pilot's license, but I need a plane first. And, 
you know, and you, you put out your whole uh, sob story, but you you have to put it in a very positive light uh, to the point that somebody uh, looking at it would go, yeah, I could team up with this guy and make this work. I, I, Are you I, getting these ideas from The Bachelor or something like well, that? Well, it mean, sure they, sounds like you're describing every reality show I've, I've well, heard. Well, Bachelor and Paradise is going on right now, and there's two pilots uh, in the mix. Uh, I don't think they've uh, hooked up uh, each of them together yet. They're doing their own little thing, but well, let's see what happens as the season progresses. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think uh, there, there could be something to this. I don't think we need to, you don't need to do the TV show thing, but I, I do wonder after I get that Facebook post, I'm like, yeah, you know, there kind of needs to be some kind of social, uh, you know, platform specifically for finding a partner to buy a plane. You know, I, I'm not talking, you know, the whole relationship thing. Oof, God. You put two yeah, pilots in a family, you're asking luck, for trouble, aren't yeah. you? <laughs> but sometimes blind luck works too. I mean, the case of my brother, he just happened to find that one of, you know, a guy that he worked with um, owned this airplane and wasn't flying it enough. And they got to talking. And by the time, you know, about six months later, they had an agreement put together and, Hey, we're going to do a partnership on this airplane, and so now my brother's got a half of a one seventy two, and he's flying all over the well, place. Well, how did he find the, How did he find his partner? He worked with him. Okay, it was just a, a work contact. Just a coincidence, you know. It, yeah. it, pilots, how do you know uh, if someone's a pilot? They tell you, right? So you know, <laughs> you you tend to find each other. So mm-hmm. you know, things mm-hmm. things happen. Comes up in conversation. Yeah, but I, I don't know. You got to put yourself out there for that, though. Too. Yeah, I mean, you're right. We have a tendency to tell people if you hang with it, but I, but with something like this, yeah, I mean, you kind of have to open it up to a wider, wider uh, circle of friends. Generally, if you're looking for, especially if you're looking for a specific type of aircraft to partner with, don't you think? Like, well, I, I want to get this, and so where do I find someone with a? Uh, let's see. Uh, a, a Cessna 172 with a six-pack? No, no, like a, you know, a Grand Caravan or a Quest Kodiak, you know, one of those big monsters. I'm guessing you're not going to find too many of those mm. in the uh, employer owner-flown category. Not on you're Facebook. You're going to wind up, no, you're going to wind up getting into something like that in more on the professional side, you know, fractional ownership through, you know, any one of these charter companies and things mm. like that because... Yeah, it's just way it. too much for the uh, average owner. One for acquisition, maintenance, uh, all of the currency requirements, things like that. Yeah, you're probably right. But if I created a network big enough, uh, and 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 put the net out that far, maybe I could find that special someone. Well, all you need to do is cast <laughs> a net out to the Orlando area. You know, go start going over to an executive. Go to a Popka, uh-huh. uh, maybe down to Kissimmee. And go look at the bulletin boards there and see what's out there. Mm. Start talking to pilots. Say, hey, who's who's got an airplane? They're not flying a lot. You yeah. Know? Or I just put up a post looking for aircraft uh, partner to uh, own aircraft, uh, have no money, uh, but would like use of the aircraft. Have you pay the bills? I'll be your buddy. I'll give you a free just plane hey, radio just hat. Your co-host. Did I give you a hat? See? I made my own. Okay. Well, what do you, what do you want from me? <laughs> Okay, well, maybe that's not a great example. More coming up, Just Plane Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. 
Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Hi. It's very nice to meet you. It's nice to meet you. So I was like goofing around today in the hotel. Uh-huh. And I made you a paper really? airplane. Yeah. So gives you a little insight to what I do. Takeoff is my favorite part of my job. Okay. And our relationship's about to take off. Oh, I so. love that. I'm a commercial airline pilot. And women like a man in uniform. <laughs> you know, I try to work that to my benefit. Okay, this is Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. Greg, your co-pilot, Captain Dennis. Uh, I'm a pilot in training, and uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if I uh, agree with everything uh, that guy was singing about, but uh, I've seen it. I think Dennis has seen it, too. And uh, sometimes you just got to roll with it. Right, Dennis? What do you think? Absolutely. Yes. All right, so uh, his Mooney 201. We have an update on your aircraft. It, uh, it time flies when you're flying as much as you do, uh, especially when it comes to uh, going from one annual to the next. Is that what we're talking about here, or what? Yeah, it, believe it or not, it's been another year. Wow, um, it's been two years now since we put the motor, you know, the new engine into the Mooney, and we're up to almost three hundred hours on it in in two years. So we're we're flying the pants off it, which is what we're supposed to do. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, you know, that calendar month comes along and it's time. So, uh, this year was a little bit more challenging. Uh, I had to actually find a, a new mechanic. The, the gentleman that I've been using for the last two years is too busy flying Learjets to work on my airplane this year. So mm. had to scramble and I was fortunate to find a, a good mechanic at one of the, uh, nearby airports and he's going to work on the airplane in my hangar, which is great because then I still get to, do a lot of the work, which helps one keep costs down. But I think more importantly, the more work I do, the more comfortable I am, the more I understand the, you know, where things are at with the airplane. So I think it makes me a better airplane owner and a better pilot by just understanding the systems. So he's coming to you and he's uh, coming to me and he's going to, how long do you figure it's going to take him? Uh, Probably time, probably two days, two days. No. We had to jack the airplane up. We have to, um, you know, swing the gear, check to make sure that the tensions are right so that, you know, the the landing gear, when it locks up and stays there, you have to check the torque on that. We got to lubricate all of the, all the control rod ends and fittings. And were you you going to put them up for a hotel or you letting them stay with you or is he flying back in and out each day or what? Or do you Um, know? He's going to get a hotel just down the road. Yeah. All right. So how hard was it to find him? It was, this was a recommendation from a fellow air parkian that you had there? Um, sort of. I mean, I, I've been doing some teaching at one of the outlying airports and he happens to be the resident mechanic at that field. So I was talking with him and, um, I had to use him earlier this year to do a, uh, an inspection on my airplane at a hundred hours. And oh, okay. so I kind of started to build a relationship with him and, I said, hey, you know, what's your availability? Well, I, I think I can get you in. And he's able to do it here, which is even better because then yeah. I don't have to fly it, you know, and leave it for a couple of days. And and like I said, I get to help do some of the work. Right. So how rare is that, though, to find someone that actually can, will come to your hangar and do it like that? That's not, you know, 
typical Here is in it? Florida, it's a little bit more common because we do have so many air parks. Um, so there are a lot of uh, mechanics that'll do, you know, kind of independent work like that. But yeah. more more or less, people are are taking them out and having to go, you know, fly them into the bigger airports with shops and things like that. So, right. But you got to find a mechanic though that's willing to let the pilot uh, look over his shoulder like this. Or so more gotta, importantly, a mechanic that trusts that right. you're going to do the work right and he's supervising what you're doing. Yeah. But, you know, this isn't my first rodeo. I've had this airplane for almost six years now. It's hard to believe. Mm. And, you know, I think I've got a pretty good handle on the basics of it. Um, you know, heck, we, we changed an engine right here in the hangar. True. <laughs> you know, so I yeah. did learn a lot over those couple of months. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So on this, uh, I mean... Uh, what what does he got to strip down? He got, you got to bring uh, break everything down hardcore, don't you? No, well, we just have to open up some access panels so we can get at like the the flight controls go under the belly, and we got to lubricate the the connecting rods and things like that. There's there's bearings that uh, because it's all push rods, there's no control cables, so we want to make sure we're lubricating those bearings uh, that they don't you know freeze up and things like that. You just want to give everything a good good once over, right? Well, obviously, we got to run the engine up and do compression checks on it. Uh, and this is all we, specific to your Mooney two hundred one too, right? Yeah, every airplane has its own checklist. Yeah, uh, Mooney publishes one for. Well, is uh, he for a Mooneyac? Does he know that uh, uh, he's plane really familiar well? with them? He's he's yeah. worked on them over the years. He's been doing this for quite a while. Mm -hmm. So he's got some of the special tools that you need, like the over center. Um, lock tool that you hook for adjusting the uh, tension on the landing gear retraction, things like that. Right. So it, it I think it's going to be a good relationship. We'll, yeah. we'll find out. Yeah. Well, after two days, you're going to spend two full <laughs> days with the guy. He's either going to be your best buddy uh, after, or he's going to like, I don't want to see you for another year. <laughs> you think? Which well, might be a good thing. That might be the maybe. start of a good relationship. Well, ideally you don't want to see your mechanics right. for another year. Well, that's um, what I'm saying. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm not one of these pilots that defers everything either and puts an in-op sticker on it. If it's not working, I fix it. Mm -hmm. okay. So, you know, I really do know pretty much the state of the of where everything's at. And, you know, we kind of went over the checklist of what needs to get done. I got them set up with all the manuals so that we have all the proper documentation to follow. Right. So, yeah, it's it's good. I, I love it. I wish I could do it on my own, but unfortunately, I need 3,000 hours of uh time under the uh, guidance of a mechanic to even try to take an amp test so yeah. that's probably not going to happen anytime soon okay well i'm guessing though being that you're going to do this at uh you know at your hangar in your air park all your neighbors are going to be coming in over the two-day period and see this guy I'm like oh hey you know while you're in there uh you know i was thinking about doing this in my plane how are you going to keep? He was uh, actually already over here helping a different neighbor right. and got uh, got sucked into another annual and another guy's airplane. So well, it's already happening. Saying. Yeah, yeah. Is that good for him or is he like, oh gosh? Well, it's bad for me because I was trying to keep him in my back pocket. Well, so that's what guy. I'm now, saying. Now he's going to start getting busy because he's got more people. Well, you sneak so. him into your hangar in the dead of night. So right. <laughs> so your fellow uh, uh, air parkians there don't uh, realize that you have a mechanic in there because yeah you're just opening up a big old can of worms and uh but but who knows he may want the business or he probably has more work than he can handle as it is 
Most of them do. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's pretty busy keeping a skydive operation running. You know, they're, they're pretty crucial. That airplane has to be uh, flying or it doesn't uh, make money for him. So that's the priority. So the fact that he can. It's kind of like a a doctor, isn't it? Like a neighbor come over, see that you got a mechanic on site. And it's kind of like a doctor shows up, you know, I got this mole. You take a look at this, but it's your aircraft. Like, you know, I'm having a problem with my, uh, my uh, hydraulic system on my, you know, retractable landing gear. Can you take a look at that? You know, that, that, that you know, how does he handle that? Or how are you, how are you going to shield him from those incursions that could potentially you're, ruin um, you're your relationship? Valid points of uh, <laughs> why I should uh, get, you know, insulate the hangar better and yes. put an air conditioner in there so that you can hide your I'm mechanic you. while he's working on it. Yeah. You, you may not want him, uh, you know, coming in and out uh, during the daylight hours. You're going to have to sneak them in, give them a, a disguise. <laughs> have them work only at night. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I He's, mean, I don't know. Is uh, you going to get this done before the end of the month or is it going to take a while? No, we should have it done uh, hopefully by next week. Really? Okay. Well, yeah. here's my suggestion. Uh, get one of those big inflatable uh, dinosaurs uh, from Halloween. Already and, have that. Yep. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> no, it's the kids, but yes, yeah. we have that. Yeah, and tell them, hey, uh, when when you come to the uh, come to the house, uh, be dressed up like for Halloween, like a big old dinosaur. People won't be the wiser. We'll get you in. We'll get you out. And there's your plan, Dennis. You're welcome. Not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just do it to videotape it. Say, hey, look what I did to avoid. Uh, Having my uh, mechanic stolen away by my neighbors. Actually, I, I may already have pictures of that because my daughter was in that costume and posing with it one Halloween. So, mm, yeah. okay. And you were hiding her. Why? We were being funny. You know, okay. a Tyrannosaurus on a Mooney is kind of funny. All right. Well, it's the time of year where you can get away with this kind of nonsense. And on that note, we're going to wrap it up till next time. Remember, there's no better high than learning to fly. Just Plain Radio is brought to you by JustPlainRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from orbit. Your aviation resource on the Information Super Skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plain Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlainRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plain Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to fly and the aviation lifestyle. Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plain Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlainRadio.com.